0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Fleet Flicker, I'm your host, John Murray, and uh, I will probably apologize beforehand. Uh, Currently, right now, I kind of have the place have the house myself, but again, I have three dogs, and I've got some birds probably in the background, so if you hear any barking or any birds tweeting, or whatever the case might be, uh, you'll probably know know why. you know, for those of you from uh, joining me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, and I've always stayed invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your uh, fellow co-workers, anybody you need to invite. Please invite them on into the um, invite them on to the show as a uh, um, as we continue to uh, try our best to uh, grow and grow our, our audience. Of, like it's, like I reported once before, uh, here at least in the last few days, uh, face i um, have gotten a few new Facebook followers. People are from small businesses, basically are following me now, which I hopefully have, yeah, some of the businesses that do follow me get a chance to uh, retail a customer about this podcast. So it's kind of like the it's kind of like you do something for me, I do something for you type of thing, you know, type of thing more so than anything else. Um, And for those of you from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co workers, whomever you need to invite, please invite them to come on in. Um, As you know, the Super Bowl here is right around the corner. It'll be this Sunday. Uh, The game starts at 6.30, I believe. Fox is carrying it. Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I haven't given any predictions as far as who I believe is going to the Super Bowl, um, I've kind of lacked on that. I really haven't talked about the Chiefs or the Bengals and the AFC Championship game or the Eagles and 49ers. We did talk about, you know, those previous those previous playoff playoff games. Um, so, uh, to be honest with you I probably need get better off of that and I will certainly give you a chance to um, I'll certainly give you a prediction on the Super Bowl. Of course, we've all been forward got so the. With the Kelsey brothers? You got um, Patrick Mahomes and his ankle. His ankle is one hundred percent, according to what Patrick Mahomes. Is saying uh, a lot. A lot's been going on as far as the Super Bowl, and um, but we'll you know we'll see. It should, it should be very interesting. A very interesting Super Bowl. Um, as I stated, if you do, if you got any questions that you want me to answer, uh, I am on Facebook and there is a section on Spotify where you can not answer. You know, you can send a question to me and i'll answer as best i can and uh, like i said before i don't mind taking time out you know of any episode to uh do to answer your questions i mean if i have to do a whole a whole podcast of answering nothing but episodes that i will certainly you know certainly answer your questions excuse me i will certainly do so that's not an issue and certainly not a problem for me i will do the best i can to answer each and every question as best as i can um it doesn't matter, any football question, it doesn't really matter what the football question is, I will do the best I can to, like I said, answer, answer that question. If you do not listen to me here on Anchor, yes, I'm on Spotify, Radio Public, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, I do Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, so I'm kind of here, there, and everywhere, so if you get a chance, please, by all means, you know, do do so. Uh, it doesn't matter where you listen to me, if you've got a day off like I do today, or if you are doing household chores, uh, if you, you know, at break, on, yeah, at work on break, I should say, or if you're driving home, you know, to work, certainly by all means, uh, listen to the, um, listen to the uh, podcast. Uh, certainly, as I said before, we're trying to grow, we're certainly trying to grow, we're trying to be, um, we're getting there, we're, I guess we're getting there, maybe not so much so in that regard, but we're, Still, ever surely building something, at least trying to build something. Um, as I stated, uh, it'll be in June. It'll be two years that I have done this, and it's kind of hard to believe it's taken two years to actually do this. It is hard to believe I started this. It was it, I was just like a kind of a hobby, but it still it still is a hobby in a way. And I enjoy doing it. Uh, like I said, if I get a chance to do you know, whenever I get a chance to do it, most podcasters have the um, have a time, a date. They'll maybe do one like Wednesdays at eight o'clock or something like that. Unfortunately I don't get a chance to set a date. Usually, like I said, most of my like I said, most of my shifts are, are like one thirty to ten. That is my shift. That is kind of the shift I was given. That's the job I have to, you know, have to do. So I don't get a chance, I have to take days off, or I have to, to do do my episodes, or sometimes I, if I have to live do it at 10 o'clock at night or something, or maybe not 10 o'clock at night, like 11 o'clock at night or midnight, probably more so close, close to midnight for me to actually do a uh, a podcast, I should do uh, do an episode for this podcast, so again, I mean, I'm probably more inconsistent, but I'll, i do the best I can to get, um, Stuff out to uh, you know, try to do the best I can and get information out there to you and give you opinions on certain subjects. Uh, I think I've bored you enough. We've kind of babbled on. Let's let's jump into the very first uh, very first subject that we're going to talk about, and uh, that is the one head coaching position that's still open. That is the Indianapolis Colts. Now we touched up on the Cardinals in our last last episode. Let's touch up on the Colts right now. Uh, there's been rumors and speculation running around um, a few days a few days ago I read an article I think from a local Indianapolis writer that the rumor going around is that Jeff Sarin would Continue to be the coach and he would get the job on a permanent basis at least that's one report that's, that's coming out That he will continue to keep the job um, There's another report that I have read I think in the same article that um, Steve Sketchen, who is the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, that, that he may be will get the job, but they're waiting for after the Super Bowl to maybe ask him to be the, the head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. At least that's a normal that's coming out. I read an article today that, you know, Sketchen is considered. Uh, Eric Bandy, offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. His name's been thrown out there. And there's a couple of names that have been thrown have been thrown out there as, as well for the job. Now Again, Jim Ursay has caught a lot of flack, and a lot of experts have certainly drilled, I think, Ursay um, on, the, on the matter of getting Jeff Sarrity, who has no coaching experience whatsoever, high, I mean, high school level, college level. He was an ESPN analyst, now Jeff Sarrity was a Pro Bowl Pro Bowl for many, many years as a center, and of course he snapped the ball to one, paid Manning for many years, so yeah. I mean, Jeff. Jeff is the type of guy that would be an excellent, maybe offensive line coach um, in this league. Now, again, it was the biggest stretch for him to be the coach. Uh, he did, I think, some consulting for the Colts and Ursay. When he fired Frank Bright, he wanted. He just said, "I'm gonna let this guy be my head my head football coach." I'm gonna reach out. He's my head football coach. And of course, Ursay's has caught a lot of lot of flack because of that. Uh, say, I guess for you know for years, many years, he has probably made some, some moves that are head scratching, and but again, if you're the owner of an NFL team, you can pretty much do as you can do quite a bit. I guess you can make you can make any kind of call that you want to, and I guess that comes to the perks of the job, so to speak. I guess if you want to say that, but again. Again, this is just pure speculation from the writer. I'm not gonna say this is what's gonna happen. This is rumors, speculation, and I've always said rumors are what they are—rumors mm-hmm. until they're actual facts. And I guess for, for the Denver Colts, so you again, I have nothing against Jeff Jeff, Jeff. Jeff Saturday. I think Jeff Saturday is a is a good analyst, but I don't know if he's the type of guy that that's gonna lead can lead the Colts. I mean, he won his first game, lost the rest of them, and. And again, the Colts, the Colts are in a situation where they've got to. I'm not gonna say they've got to rebuild. They're gonna to have to rebuild. Maybe the offense, the defense. The defense is not that bad. It's a it's a pretty decent uh, football team as far as the defensive side of the ball goes. And that's been, you know, and a lot of analysts feel that way. The offense is what needs to be needs to be worked on. Uh, the offensive line has been atrocious. You got a, you got a couple of good linemen, but the problem is the left tackle. Yeah, the left tackle position is something that needs to be needs to be straightened out because you need a, a very solid left tackle in this league to cover your quarterback's backside. Now, Ryan Kelly, his number, he's kind of dropped off in the last couple of years, and there's been rumors going around that he could be a one of those cap casualties, so to speak, where he could get cut and they might have to get a new, yeah, maybe going get a new center. You know, again, the quarterback situation that has to be addressed. Um, I think they've got, I believe, again, I think Matt Ryan's still on the con uh, still on the contract. Um he's still on the contract. You have to wonder what do you yeah, I think Nick Foles, he might be still on the contract. Y- you've got one, you've got three quarterbacks on the roster. I think all of them are still under contract and you have to wonder, do you wipe the slate clean? To me, I don't see Matt Ryan coming back. I think Matt Ryan will be a cut. I would be surprised if Nick Foles ends up being being a cut. Now Sam Ethinger, who was in, you know, he may very well come back because he's probably the cheapest of the batch. He may very well come back. But again, to me, I think Ryan Foles, they could go. Sam may wind up hanging around. Or maybe they keep Nick Foles because he's a veteran presence. letting let Matt Ryan go. But I'm sure the fourth overall pick in the draft, I'm sure that's kind of a given they will go out and get a quarterback for the future now. To me, my guess is CJ Stroud will probably be the guy in this spot. Again, I've heard rumors that the Colts are kind of leaning maybe a little bit towards Will Levis, the uh, University of Kentucky quarterback. But again, it's it's a, it's going to be one of the two. We all figure that Bryce Young is going to the Texans, so it's going to come down to CJ and Levis. A lot of people think maybe Levis might have a little more upside than CJ Stroud. You know, that's that's kind of that's an opinion that some experts have come out with. More than likely, it will be a quarterback for the future. Now, whether you put, whether you throw that young man's feet in, into the fire and you want him to be the, the quarterback for the, um, you know, the next quarterback, you know, for your football team, and you just play for 17 games next year and you go with the young man, then again, that's the opinion of the coach now. My guess as in speculation is that the Colts will probably get an, offensive, an offensive-minded coach and that would fall into the Steve in the Eric ben type of category as an offensive coordinator who can help groom a young quarterback along. Now, again, the offensive line needs work. You have a good running back in Jonathan Taylor. That's, he had injuries last year to his ankle. He got injured a lot last year, but again, healthy. One of the top running backs in this league. Michael Pittman is a solid receiver, but again, you've got nothing else to go with him. And that's the thing, is the offense has to be worked on. And an offensive the coach is what the Colts are looking for. At least that's what the word on the street is. That's what they're looking for. Defensive, like we said, defensively, I don't think that's too much wrong with the defense. There's talent on the defensive side of the ball. Shaquille Leonard, who was, who was their team leader at linebacker, he was hurt most of the year. He'll be back next season. And the defense could be even better, but it's the offense that needs needs to work. And for right now, as far as AFC South goes, Jacksonville right now might be a team to beat next season. And that might sound crazy weird, but they're a team on the upswing. And again, the Colts in Tennessee who are pretty much running the division, well, they're they're slipping. The Texans, yes, they still got a ways to go. But again, Tennessee and ja- and Indianapolis might battle for number two spot. Again, Tennessee still has Ryan Tannehill at least for right now. There's no speculation that Ryan can be out of town. You've got Tannehill, Colts really have a both offensive line need a little work. Taylor Henry, that's not bad. Receiving core, both receiving cores need a little need a little work as well. So again, it depends on defense, and the Colts have a better defense than the Tennessee Titans. Again. Mike Vrabel, no coach. So again, both both teams are kind of like, are on that on a down, are trending down, and to be honest with you, but again, for the Colts, for right now, my guess is either Steve Sketch or Eric Benhamy will be the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And the funny thing is, we'll get to Eric Benhamy in a few minutes. Uh, there's reports also, about Eric Benning coming out not as a head football coach, but as an offensive coordinator for a team that kind of kind of surprises me a little bit. The article came out, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But for the Colts, it's it's hard. It's it's one of those situations where what's going to yeah. You know, but for I think for Jeff Saturday again, I had nothing against Jeff Saturday, but again. I just don't think Jeff is the right man for this job, and it has to you have, and again. A guy like, and maybe sketching or maybe any committee guys, again, you need an offensive coordinator that can work with a young quarterback. And as we stated, they're more likely to go to draft a young quarterback. Whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Davis, or maybe they think Richardson might have more upside than other two. It, it all depends on what the Colts Brass feels. Now Chris Bollard, he's still the general manager, but again, Chris has gotta find a head football coach that he can get on the safe page with. And I say now, as far as I know, Bollard and Frank Reich's, you know, relationship was not, not bad at all. I don't think it was any it was turbulent, But again, I think Bollard needs to be in lockstep with the next with the next head football coach. And again, whoever that who that coach is. Um, and again the problem is the offense is the offensive side of the ball is a weakness. So an offensive minded coach is probably best suited to right the wrongs on of the offense. Now, again, the quarterback situation is something that has that has been they've been struggling with since Andrew Luck's abrupt retirement. And they've tried, you know, many different quarterbacks, uh, many veterans. They've thrown a young you know, like maybe I can't say Sam's a rookie, but he threw him in there. So and nothing seems to nothing seems to work, nothing seems to stick. Your offensive line, the offensive line has gone has been going down the last several years. And again, you have to have a solid offensive line in this league to succeed. You ask the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles have one of their offensive lines in football. When it's hurt, yeah, it is. Once you ask the Dallas Cowboys all those years that Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith protected behind that offensive behind that offensive line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ask that. I mean, there were times where Green Bay Packers had a pretty good offensive line, and they protected Aaron Rodgers. The bottom line is you need a solid offensive line. And the Colts, you know, to be honest with you, the Colts didn't have, didn't have a good offensive line in the days of Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was kind of one of the more sack quarterbacks in his time in the league. And Andrew Luck could probably tell you that if you did an interview with Andrew Luck now. He probably would tell you that. Again, yeah, again, the Colts, it took a while, but when they had Anthony Cronanza, Kern- when you had Ryan Kelly, who wasn't struggling, and then you had Quentin Nelson, who was one of the better guards in this league, when you had that dynamic, you had something to work with. Anthony retired. They had never gotten the left tackle position fixed. Ryan Kelly, he's kind of dipped the last couple of years. You didn't they think about using that uh, casually. You know, Nelson was still one of the better guards in the league. So, again... If you cut Kelly, the left tackle, the offensive line is going to get a to get worse and worse. And the problem is, the young quarterbacks want to be like the next Justin Fields, where the Bears will have an offensive line, and this guy is going to be running the football. He's going to be running more for his life and running the football more than he should be passing it. And for young, and, and, and if that's the case, if that's going to be the case, the guy like Richardson would be is more mobile, I think, than C.J. And more, and more mobile than Labus. Now, I think Labus has the better arm of the match, and he could be more, maybe, maybe a slightly more NFL ready than the other two. But again, maybe Richardson is is the man for this because he's a little more mobile. Now, CJ is is mobile, but I think Richardson is more mobile than CJ. But CJ might be the better fit because he's got the mobility. He has a decent arm. He might bring you the maybe slightly the best of both worlds, but if you want mobility and you want upside, Richson might be the pick here for the Colts instead of Labus. And maybe yeah, but again, it all depends on what the new coach is going. To, he feels, and again, the quarterback is more likely going to be the, is going to be the pick of this. You know, in the NFL draft here in April, and that's kind of a given. That's where it's going. To, the bases are all around. And how much is Jim Ursa going to give this coach? Yeah, again, again, it's, it's the offensive side of the ball is something that the Colts are going to have to work on now. With this draft, yeah, I mean, you need a you need a quarterback, and then after the quarterback, do you go out and get some offensive line help, or do you look at a receiver? Because I mean, I like Pittman, but you need it, but you need but you need a number two. Some you need a number two receiver somewhere to take the pressure off of Pittman, and they've got the this this draft this year's draft has some decent tight ends in it. I think they need to get a tight end that can bring back can bring you back to the to the Dallas Clark days. We all know Dallas Clark; he was a pretty solid tight end in his time with uh, when Peyton Manning was throwing him in the football. To me, I think it's something they need to look into as well. But again, it you may well lost the entire draft. On the offense side of the ball to trying to, to improve it and I'm sure you thinking Chris Ballard and you kind of think to yourself that the next the next coach it's gonna be offense 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 and that's what it's gonna be geared towards again if you look I mean you look at the you know Houston like I said has got a ways to go they've got DeMarco Ryan's new head football coach and and Ryan certainly has a ways to go to build to rebuild that Texan team and for Jacksonville, you've got your young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You could probably still add an extra offensive lineman in there, an extra lineman. You've got you've got your one running back in Travis Etienne. But the thing is with him, do you, yeah, could you get a second running back? And the receiving core, they're going to lose Marvin Jones to free agency. But the thing is, I'm interested to see if Calvin Ridley steps in after being maybe a, a year being away or if, you know, if Commissioner Cordell and Roger Goodell takes a suspension off of Calvin Ridley and you have Ridley. Yeah, and, and Kirk. Could Ridley and Kirk be the one-two punch that the Jacksonville Jaguars need? Could it be the best one-two punch of edge since uh, what? Uh, Keenan and Smith, right? Yeah, I mean, that's been, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a long time ago, but maybe that could be the one-two punch you're looking for. But again, again, Evan Ingram, can they re-sign Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram had a nice year this past year. Evan was was actually healthy most of the year this year too, so that helped Evan. But Evan did a pretty good job in the Doug Peterson system. And Doug had had what Zach Ertz and he had Dallas Goddard with him in Philadelphia, so he likes to use that tight end. So to me, it might be better if Ingram did re-sign with him because at least he would be used properly in that system. But again, Jacksonville's defense, it's still a little rough around the edges. But again, with Jacksonville, this is a division, Jacksonville. If he it, if he it, it keeps having a couple more good drafts, Jacksonville could be a team to beat this division division for you know for many years to come. When you look at Tennessee, I mean Tennessee is a team that's going down. I mean, there is I mean Ryan Tannehill, he could be gone. And I don't think and I don't think Tennessee has the confidence in Malik Willis, then what do you do? Again, you know that's the thing is, um, do you go ahead and get another veteran? I mean, do you get a veteran quarterback? Does a Derek Carr really want to come to Tennessee? I don't know about that. Does Jimmy Garoppolo slide in Tennessee? Uh, you know, I don't know. You still got Derek Henry, yes. The offensive line it needs to be worked it needs to be worked on. The offensive line again, like t- like the Colts did, throughout the last few years. At one point in time, the Colts had a pretty good offensive line. That same that, that offensive line that. Derek Henry got 2,000 yards running behind at one point in time, but it's not the same offense line anymore. And again, the receiving core, there is no A.J. Brown there. Now, Burks is supposed to be the next A.J. Brown for them, but he was hurt most of this year. Now, there were points in time towards the end of the season that he did show a little promise, but again, can't do it for a full 17 games. Now, I like Robert Woods. Robert Woods was non-existent this past year. So to me, you need a new number again can the Tennessee go ahead and get a number one receiver because I can see that they could get a number one receiver maybe have you know maybe maybe Burke's number two you make Woods number three and maybe maybe for some reason if you brought maybe Ryan Tannehill back still put Derek Hill in there maybe you've got something to work with but the defense side of the ball was a kind of a disappointment for me to Tennessee it was a disappointment that's something that has to be worked on that's something that's got to be worked on Big time. Again, the secondary that needs work. So but again you've got a coach, Mike Bradle, who has been there for a few years and is, and is always seemed to figure a way out this past year. He couldn't figure, he just couldn't couldn't figure it out. And again, when Ryan Tannehill went down, it hurt their chances. But again for the Colts, if the Colts can get the offensive line, get the offense, I should have the offense fixed. It's going, it might take a couple of years to get a, a young quarterback. It's going to take a little bit of time. I mean, again, not all the great, all the, greats, the great quarterbacks, got it in the first trip. I mean, John Lontan didn't get it the first time out. He had to a little bit of time to run the Bill Walsh system. Do you think Peyton Manning got it right the first time? No, he didn't get it right. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, those are just names. I mean, those names that came in and struggled didn't get it right. At Troy Aikman, who had won three Super Bowls, yeah, he didn't get it right until you yeah, until, know, yeah. so yeah, I mean, Terry, take a look at Terry Bradshaw, for example. Chuck Golden had a lot of confidence in Terry Bradshaw, at all, really, but again, he got four Super Bowls out of Terry Bradshaw, so I mean, again, Steve Young, the four, I mean, I know he didn't play anything. He kind of struggled with the bugs. But again, the 49ers took him over. He had to back up Joe Montana. But once he took over, running the system, again, it's it, it depends if you, you got to hope. you got to hope for them that the next quarterback you bring in is going gonna, is gonna to be the next maybe Andrew Luck. Maybe something like that. Maybe even Andrew Luck. But again, that young man's going to wind up being like Andrew Luck. If he don't get an offensive line, he's going to get battered around like Andrew Luck did. For several years, and I guarantee you, Andrew Luck probably got tired of getting beat. on him. I'm sure, I'm sure that won. I'm not sure I won on Andrew Luck, and the problem is Andrew Luck kind of, you know, retired in his prime, and Andrew probably could have had a few more years in him. And I'm sure that's what the Colts thought that if we to have a few more years with Andrew Luck, then we can wait, then on down the road we can have, we can have, we can have this. We have a good football team, but of course, when that happened, everything went downhill. But for the Colts. Moving forward, I have to. I don't know. Hopefully, you know. Again, I would think it comes down to maybe Eric Biddiney or Steve sketching as the next head football coach. I don't think Jeff S- Saturday's coming back. Um, at least the, the latest article that I have read is that Saturday's not nowhere are mentioning the article as even a possibility to be the uh, the uh, coach or getting the job on a permanent basis, but for. Um, but again, like I said, this article I read was last put out last week to the point that Jeff Saturday could become the could get the job on a permanent basis and Jeff feels that he can do the job for a full seventeen games, not the limited amount of you know, limited amount of games they played. And again, with a limited amount of games, they didn't play that much better on Jeff Saturday. So to me, it's it's gonna be a struggle. And to me, I think Jeff Jeff is better off probably going back to the ESPN studios and given his you know, giving his opinion on games. I just don't think Jeff is really the answer and who knows if the next football head football coach comes in and he's going to be the answer moving forward. That's gonna be something that has to be, you know, again, I don't know. But again, like I said, Peyton Manning's not gonna walk in the building. There's no Marvin Harrison or Roger Wayne or Reggie Wayne to speak of. No Dallas Clark a tight end. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't have that anymore. Um you know, Edrian James is not going to come in and become the number two behind Jonathan Taylor or something like that. I mean, that's not happening. So, again, the Colts, I'm sure, like I said, they'll spend – I'm going to assume they'll spend the draft, most of that draft, if not, almost the entire draft, trying to rebuild rebuild that offense. And it's going to start, certainly, at the quarterback, whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Labus, maybe Richson surprises, maybe moves that far up on the board. And can you get yeah? You know, can you continue getting the receiving core? You know both receiving core up. Can you can you do that? And instead of having Michael be catching all those passes, it's it's gonna be interesting moving forward. The Colts to do. But for Jeff Saturday, I don't think Saturday's gonna be gonna be the uh, coach at all. I think what's gonna happen, it's gonna be an offensive 90 coach. Certainly, I think it's gonna get the job. I'd be kind of shocked if a defensive 90 coach steps in and takes the job. But I think. I think what Chris Ballard and maybe Ursay are looking for is a guy that can they can coordinate and come in, offensive coordinator and come in, and then offensive-minded coach that's gonna you know help build that young quarterback and have him around for many, many 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 years to come. And again, the young man is gonna have to get some offensive line help. He's gonna have to get some extra receiving help. And again, that that could very that could be able to take time for the Colts. I hate to say it, but. Uh, if there's not any move for improvement, I can remember many, many years ago that you didn't win, which you didn't win a football game, but you won one football game. This has been many years ago, and I hate to say it, If it doesn't get any better, the Colts are going to wind up being right back to that same spot, and they will be, yeah, they're going to be the laughing stock in the league. I don't think Jim Ursay, I don't think Chris Ballard, or the Colts organization or its fans want that, and trust me, and trust me, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I've seen the Bengals for many, many years struggle and struggle and struggle. And now, and after all these years, you've got a decent quarterback in Burrow. You've got an offense that's pretty decent. The defense played well last year. You had a team that had a talented ball club who I didn't think had what it took, and they surprised me and got back to at least the ABC Championship game. But again, for the Colts, No, Saturday. I don't believe is going to be the next head football. I don't think he's going to keep the job on a permanent basis. I think what's going to wind up being is is an offensive-minded coach is going to get the job. And if Saturday, for some unexplained reason, does get the job, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think the the Colts fans are probably going to be an uproar because certainly they didn't like the job that Jeff Saturday was doing, and. I think, you know, and I think Ursae may wind up uh, <laughs> leaving town. But again, we'll see. But for the Colts, it's not going to be Jeff Saturday. I don't really see it. I think, again, I've said this before, it's going to be an offensive-minded coach that's going to have to take the Colts and get them back on track. Now, we discussed Eric Benning as a possible coach uh, maybe next head football coach of the um, Indianapolis Colts. Now, of course, Eric right now is at the Super Bowl being the offensive coordinator for the, um, certainly for the Kansas City Chiefs, but the rumors, there was one article that came out today, and like I said before, I like to read, I like to read an awful lot of different, you know, different places. Um, Actually, here lately, I've kind of gone to my Facebook page, and, and I have a section where you get, you know, where I can punch in, and you get, you get these opinions from different, you know, writers. Whether they come from like, I think I've read some articles from like USA Today, um, local. I mean, just like local local writers. You know, whether you're in Indianapolis, Kansas City, or you know, wherever city you're you're from, you you get these rumors. Well, here's one rumor that came out one day last week, and I kind of like stroked my chin on and said, I thought, huh? There's rumor that maybe that Eric Benning. Maybe not so much for a head coaching position, but maybe he'd become an offensive coordinator. Now, we've all heard about the Baltimore Ravens. That was one team that was interest, interesting. Because, I guess, maybe Eric, you know, maybe Eric because they've lost their offensive coordinator, Eric could maybe work with Lamar Jackson, which would be an interesting possibility. But the one, name, but the one team that came up that kind of interests me, and I thought it's kind of interesting, was the Washington Commanders. Now, I think the reason people are saying that Ben wants to wants to leave, maybe possibly wants to leave, is because I mean, in Kansas City, Andy Reid, I'm sure, still has control of the play calling. Now, I'm not saying Eric Ben doesn't put his two cents in; he does, and Eric's done a good job with Patrick Mahomes and that offense. But the buck kind of stops at Andy Reid, and I think deep down inside, I think Eric Ben wants to go to another organization. And I think he wants to prove people wrong that well, hey, you know, I I got some say on the matter. You know, I helped the the Kansas City offense move along and been one of the top offenses in the league last several years. Again, I think Eric wants that wants that recognition. And now the command the commander thing was kind of an interesting thought. Now, if you look at the commanders, look at the offense. The bottom line is they don't really have a quarterback in place. Now, I get it. Carson Wentz is probably going to be gone. Now, I know I'm telling Heineke is a free agent. Not saying Heineke could not come back and re-sign of the commanders. That possibility that that could be a possibility. I don't really see Heineke being that sought sought after on the market as a backup quarterback. Now, there's some quarterbacks, maybe a guy like maybe like an Andy Dalton, who started most of the year for the Saints last year. He's gonna be a free agent. And I can see Andy still catching, still fetching some offers for, you know, for some teams because he could still be at least a decent backup quarterback in the league. Uh, one guy, maybe Jacoby Brissett. There's rumors that maybe Jaco- Jacoby Brissett he could be leaving Cleveland, and I can see maybe, maybe him as a decent backup quarterback for somebody. Case Keem's name has come up. Matter of fact, Case Keem's name comes up in an article a couple of weeks a couple of weeks back as maybe him going to the Commanders and being maybe a possible starting quarterback until you find that rookie quarterback now maybe the next young quarterback for the Commanders. Now, the, granted, as of right now, I think the only quarterback that might be coming back next year for the Commanders is Sam Howell. And Sam comes from the uh, University of North Carolina. Now, the rumors are kept that Howell will be given a chance to be the starter, get a chance to try to become the starting quarterback for the uh, Commanders in 2023. Now, my guess is the Commanders will probably get a Unless it, they resign Heineke, if they don't do that, they'll have to go out and get a, you know, a, uh, a veteran quarterback. A guy like Case Keenum, maybe like a Jacoby Brissett, that could come in and be the backup. But again, I think if that was the case, then those two, like one of those backups, will have to battle Sam Howell for the job. Now, you got Brian Robinson, who did who had a pretty decent rookie season. I mean, granted, he missed the first four games because of the uh, the carjacking, the carjacking incident. Anthony Gibson to me is kind of an underrated player. Doesn't get a lot of respect that he truly deserves being with, you know, Washington. But again, Robinson and Gibson have been a decent one two punch. The red the, okay, the commanders need to work on the offensive line a little bit. It's not you got Terry Macklin, you got him as your number one, your number one receiver. Curtis Samuel, when he's healthy, for full seventeen games in this past season, he sta- he stayed relatively healthy. He had a good year. You got Dodson. It's like so you have some weapons to work work with. The tight end spot, I think Logan Thomas, I think he's going to be going. There was a an article I read that maybe the Commanders would pursue Dalton Schultz, one of the one of their new division rivals, and putting maybe on the team now. That wouldn't be a bad pickup for them. I, I would approve that if they went out and got him. If you went out and got Schultz, keep receiving core and tack. You got Robinson, you know, Robinson and Gibson. And maybe tweak the offensive line a little bit. But, again, the biggest thing is a quarterback. And, and again, it would be a challenge for a guy like here to come in and maybe – let's say he works with Sam Howell because Sam Howell's a young guy. And let's say if Sam goes to camp. Let's say Sam – wins the job let's say to go to the a veteran but Sam outbeats the veteran but again I think that's again saying type of guy that Eric Binnick can probably sink his teeth into to the point where he can maybe help build that young man now again his, his name came with the Ravens and that's if Lamar Jackson resigns all important to Lamar will probably get franchise tagged with, with the hopes of trying to you know get a long-term deal the whole of with Lamar is he wants a lot of guaranteed money that the the Ravens are just not are just not going to pay. They're not going to pay him that guaranteed money that he wants. And that seems to be a sticking point, at least to my knowledge, at least what we've read, in the articles I've read, that's a sticking point. They do not want to give him a Kyler Murray-like contract. They want to give him a Deshaun Watson-like contract where he has a lot of guaranteed money, money. And... And there's even a rumor I think they would maybe, you know, give him the franchise tag and maybe trade him. But again, you know, may, with Eric being coming in, maybe working with Lamar Jackson, it would be, be, be an interesting fit. But his name has flowed around as an offensive coordinator. Eric has gotten a lot of respect in the from working with Patrick Mahomes. And of course, Patrick Mahomes certainly has had a nice start to his career, right? I mean, he's been to been to a few Super Bowls, a few A C championship games, uh, could he's in a, he could have a chance to win a second M V P this year. And Patrick in this short period of time being in the NFL has been has been considered as a one of the greats. And I'm sure some people are probably going out there and saying the point that if his career keeps going the path that's going he is going to be a Hall of Famer even. But I can but again, I can see the area. I can see deep down that Eric mean would want to challenge because a lot of people feel that he doesn't get the respect he deserves for helping you know helping with the Kansas Chiefs offense. I can get that and probably understand that. I'm sure Andy Reid probably gets more credit than Eric Benning would, would get the credit for it. I'm sure, and, I, and I'm sure he would. Andy Reid has worked with uh, has worked with uh, a lot of pretty good quarterbacks in the past, and I'm sure this you know. He worked Achilles. not Achilles He worked Alex Smith. He worked with Donovan McNabb. I mean, he's worked with some pretty decent quarterbacks. And so, I mean, I'm sure Eric does not get the credit he truly deserves. But now, Eric in Washington, it's not that he wouldn't have the set of receivers. Not that he wouldn't have the running back. The biggest thing would is he would have the quarterback. And certainly, he does not have a Travis Kelsey, (laughs) yeah, type of guy. When he went to uh, you know Washington, he wouldn't have that guy. But if you, let's say you went out and signed Donald Schultz. Now, I don't know what the Washington Granders' thought process is. I don't know if they would consider drafting another quarterback. I don't know if that is in their process. But again, another big problem with Washington is, is the ownership. That is the huge issue, whether you're a, a coach coming to the team, whether you're a player that wants to sign as a free agent, a free agent, free agent to the club, or heck, yeah, I'm sure Ron Rivera's got you know thoughts running through the back of his head. He's where he's. What's going to happen to my job if a new coach comes in? Are they going to fire me? Do they want? Are they going to have you know somebody else in mind to coach his football team again? Again, any again. That's going to be an issue with anybody, whether you're Airbnb, me a coordinator or something. You got to wonder about the ownership itself. And That's something that has to. That's going to. Something's going to have to come to some kind of conclusion here soon. Now, if the team gets sold tomorrow, what does that do? Yet, what does that do for? What does that do for the general manager? What does that go do for Roderick? What does that go do for the players themselves? Again, that's the biggest thing. With that is, I mean, if you erred the enemy, let's say you went ahead and let's say let's say the sake uh, for the sake of argument. It's true. He wants to be the offensive coordinator for the Commanders. Yeah, I'm sure he, would probably, he probably would get the job. I'm sure Ron Rivera would take him in with open arms. But if you're ever doing, how can I trust the ownership? Yeah, I mean, yeah. How can I trust the ownership? The ownership is up in the air right now. If new, ownership, if, you, if new ownership comes in, what can I, what can I do? You know, what's what's going to happen? Let's say I go, let's say I go to Washington, okay. New ownership, they fire Ron Rivera. Well, if they fire Ron Rivera, they can fire him easy. They fire fire Ron Rivera. So, to me, I mean, the biggest problem is any new coach goes there, any player that gets signed as a free agent, or even a draft pick, you have to wonder, you have to wonder, you know, the ownership is the biggest issue. Now, to me, I don't see Eric going to Washington. Yeah, and again, it's you can kind of like I said, we, we've gone around where Eric can wind the bat with the Ravens. I, you know, the thing about the Ravens is you have to wonder directly with the Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. Does Lamar Jackson sign that one year that one year deal? I guess, or you can had you say where well, he gets paid thirty? You know, whatever it is, he might get paid about thirty or forty million. Whatever the but uh, the thing would what Eric is interested in interesting though with that that if let's say Lamar hangs around for maybe let's say not even say one year, let's say for the sake of argument that he um let's say he's you know signs let's say he signs the um he's gonna make his thirty or forty whatever it is really for that one year and let's say let's say the Ravens sign to go in let's say the Ravens fall out of uh, playoff contention for the sake of argument what if the Ravens say, you know what, we're going to angle Lamar around because there's a team in the NFL that wants, that wants that can certainly use the bar if it's in a playoff hunt. So with Eric, you have to wonder, do I want to take that chance? With Eric, the bottom line is, working Lamar Jackson to be nice. He could probably help Lamar more so throwing with the football. But you got to wonder, does Eric want to take a chance that uh, him, that... Lamar right? and Braves come some some kind of long term agreement. And that would hold Eric up to me if I'm going to the but again, I'm sure Eric, I'm sure Eric has one secure job and that's there with Kansas City. And I'm sure, you know, he's he's not going anywhere unless yeah, and to me for right now, the only reason I can see Eric going somewhere is unless he becomes a head football coach somewhere else. And maybe this could be where the Colts come in and call me to play, that maybe he goes He's a football coach. Yeah, I'm sure. Again, the challenge will be interesting. He's worked with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe the challenge becomes okay. Patrick is. I've right, already worked with Patrick. He's done his. You know, he's he's done great. But can I go somewhere else and make that person and you know, make that quarterback, you know, as successful? And again, I you know get it. I mean, some people are like that. That's kind of like the Tom Brady thing. Tom was successful so many years with the Patriots. Hey, let me see if I can go somewhere else. And make that team better. Well, if you got the Buccaneers, you got the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. So, again, I can see maybe Eric wants the challenge to take another quarterback and mold him. I can, you know, I can see that. Maybe Eric, like I said, Eric just wants... Maybe because Andy Reid gets all the... all the I think it's more respect than probably he does. And maybe Eric wants to go out and prove somebody wrong. But I don't see Eric leaving Kansas City unless... Yeah, lessons for a head football coaching job now. I don't see like I said. I don't see one in Washington I got my doubts about the Ravens as well But you know, We'll see what happens as far as as far as that goes right now everybody's focus is simply on trying to Help Kansas City win a Super Bowl by being in Philadelphia on Sunday But the Airbnb to Washington thing It it's kind of a head scratching thing, but again like a writer you're wishful thinker. This is what you wish would happen. You put it out there, but to me, it's something that's that's not going to happen. I think if Eric leaves Kansas City, it's got to be for a head coaching position. At least I would think in my mind. Well, it appears that um, I guess I could say former intern head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Steve Wilkes, did have him, didn't have didn't um not have was not employed very long. As you've heard the story now, that Steve has gotten the job as the new defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, the 49ers lost center coordinator when Demarco Rhines got hired as the new head football coach of the Houston Texans. Now, now, Wilkins has had success in the, success in the past as a defensive coordinator. He did a pretty good job with the Cardinals many years ago. He did a pretty good job of the Panthers. The Panthers had a, a, a young a young a young defense has got. A lot of potential that has has potential and you know, it's got a lot of potential the biggest problem I think Panthers is the offense now he goes now Wilkins gets a chance to go to a team that has a pretty decent has a pretty solid defense in it and, and the word that come out of the San Francisco paper is they wanted a defense coordinator come in that that can continue to build on the success that, they, that they're having right now and Wilkins certainly is a guy that can certainly help that can certainly um, I think Wilkins' philosophy is pretty much similar to what the 49ers are doing. I think he runs a 4-3, 49ers run a 4-3, so that isn't, that's not going to change. And I think they, they brought him in because of his success in the past, and they want to continue to build on the defense. Now, defensively, the 49ers will have some decisions to make. I know Bosa, Nick Bosa, I believe, he's on the final year of his deal, and I'm sure Nick is probably going to be paid, is going to get paid lots and lots of money. There's a possibility he could be the defensive player of the year this year. There's His name has come up in the conversation. Like I said, Steve, I mean, Steve has worked with, uh, you know, Steve is going to have to, you know, bottom line is they want to continue the success. Steve is the type of guy that can help Fortnite continue to do what they are, what they are doing current, you know, current, currently, right? Right now. Uh, but again, yeah, like I said, 49 will have some decisions today. They've got some other players on the defensive side of the ball that are going to go to free agency and, I'm interested to see you know, if you're if your team like the San Francisco 49ers is you're in a point where you want yeah where you want to you're on the on the cusp you're on the verge of you know of getting to the super getting back to the Super Bowl and you don't want to upset the uh, basket cart so to speak you, don't, you know you or you don't want to do that and I believe that's for Steve that's the heart they believe Steve is the type of guy that can continue to steady the ship so to speak on the deep inside of the ball and Steve is the type of guy who can certainly do that, without a doubt. Uh, he's had, Like I said, he's had success. Um, again, you know, the defense the defense, the last several years has been a pretty, pretty quality defense in this league. Of course, the last two defensive coordinators have had ended up being head football coaches. So it shows you the success on the defensive side of the ball for the last, for the last few years. Again, they've got decisions they've got to make on that, on that side of the ball. And again, I'm sure they're probably spending draft picks on that side of the ball as well. So, again, this is a point where the 49ers want to continue to, you know, stay the ship on that side, on certainly on the defense side of the ball. And Steve certainly has the track record and the pedigree to certainly, to certainly do that. And for Steve, I, you know, Steve, this is an opportunity. If he goes to San Francisco, he does a pretty good job on that defense side of the ball. Who knows? He may get a chance to be a hell of a head football coach again in this league. Now, his, granted, we understand his first time around wasn't a success for the Cardinals, but he did an outstanding job with the Panthers to the point he got him on the cusp, you know, of the, you know, the NFC South. And but of course, they did, not of course they came up short. But again, for what he had to work with, it was simply amazing. I mean, defensively the team was fine. The offense that was the struggle. I mean, you had, I mean, how many different quarterbacks they had this past year, and that's what became that's what became the huge issue. Uh, the offensive line it still needs work. McCaffrey got traded. Now, again, Foreman did a pretty decent job. You know, Foreman did a pretty good job running the football. The running game actually did well. The only consistent receiver he had was D.J. Moore. But again, in Sam Donald, at least Sam, at least towards the last couple of games of the season, actually played halfway decently to the point that there's rumors that the Panthers could consider bringing back Sam Donald. But again, this is, this is certainly a situation but Steve did a, a did a, an excellent job of doing of getting a team to, yeah. Well, the team seemed like it, it just it was lost, but then all of a sudden, you know, Steve wrote the ship. He did the best he could do, and he you know he laid down the law on a couple of players. And again, the team responded, and the team, like I said, almost got you know, the NFC South. And again, that is certainly tells you. How good the coach Steve Wilkes really is, and for Steve, again he's brought to he's brought to San Francisco to do one thing and that's to keep you know to keep the stay of the ship. And again, the defense has been one of the top defenses in the league for the last for the last few years now. And again, there's talent on the defense side on the side of the ball. Again, there are some, you know, again there's going to be decisions got to be made on the defense side of the ball. A lot of money's been spent, like on Debo, George Kittle, to try to keep try to keep, and of course. They're going to pay a lot to keep Christian McCaffrey. And how much are the money they're going to pay to keep Nick Bosa? That's an interesting question. And there are some other players on that side of the ball that are going to decision to come down to. But to me, come next season, it should still be a pretty top of the line defense. A guy like Steve Wilkes running it, it's, they will continue to be a, a top nine defense in the league. Would it surprise? No, I wouldn't be totally surprised if it would still be a top five defense in the league next year. No, not at all by any stretch of the imagination. Um, again, We'll see. I mean, Steve is Steve is a good, is a top of line defensive coordinator, and I'm sure he will certainly he will certainly continue to stay the ship for the Forty Nine ers and keep moving and keep moving forward. As I said, the last few years, you got to remember they've had the last two defensive coordinators they've had end up being head football coaches. So again, you know maybe Steve Steve is smart enough to realize that hey, this is what's happened. Maybe I could do this again. And with Steve, yeah, I think Steve could certainly be a head football coach in this league. He did a the job he did with the Panthers and getting this close to you know, close to the playoffs. Certainly it has to open my owner's eyes in this league. So for Steve, the best looking with the 49ers, and I wouldn't be surprised again. I'd say top five defense in this league again come next season. I guess for the very last thing we'll talk about is, we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys and of course now we all know about the situation with Dallas and and the running game of course the rumors are going around that Zeke may not be back next year that Zeke could be a cut so the Cowboys can come the salary cap and of course we all know about Tony Pollard he got hurt he's gonna be a free agent and and the way he's played the last couple years that Tony might price could could price himself out of the out of the range out of their range so there was, a, there was a gentleman that wrote, I think a local Dallas writer, started writing these names of the running backs that they could bring in, that they could bring in, that might cost a little, cost a little bit of money, but they could bring it in. But they, the gentleman said, well, it, it wouldn't be because Zeke is getting paid a lot of money, and I'm sure Tony's going to get paid a lot of money. But there was one, there was one name on the list that kind of caught my eye, and I'm surprised he doesn't get a lot more recognition. That's Kareem Kareem Hunt, of the Cleveland Browns. Now, Kareem this past, this past all season, yeah, I think this past season, pretty much wanted to get traded out of um, out of Cleveland because Nick Chubb has certainly become the top running back in that, of the duo. Now, we all know Kareem Hunt started his career with the Kansas City Chiefs, got off to an excellent start, ran in some trouble, got cut. Cleveland took a chance, picked him up, played very well as a number two behind Nick Chubb. Now Kareem wants to be a, started running back once again in his league. now the thing about Kareem is he's got the talent to be that type of guy again now the writer thought maybe the Dallas Cowboys for some odd for reason they you know they said that and to me Kareem Kareem at this stage in his career maybe but maybe better than Zeke I know that sounds crazy and sounds odd but Zeke's numbers have dipped and dipped the last several years now granted Zeke had 12 rushing touchdowns last year but again other than that, his rushing numbers had been dipping. Now, Pollard, I'm sure Pollard's probably going to want top-of-the-line money. And and I'm sure Jerry wants to try his best to keep both Zeke and both Pollard. I don't know if that is going to be the case here. Now, Zeke says he would take a cut. But when the name Kareem Hunt pop, popped in my head, I thought to myself, that could be an interesting fit for Dallas. When you think about it. Yeah, Kareem has got that Zeke capability. We can still go up the middle you it, get the tough tough yardage, and actually Kareem is a pretty pretty decent pass catcher out of the backfield. So he kind of gives you the best the best of both worlds. Again, I'm not saying again Kareem is probably better at Zeke at this stage. Now he's not the pass catcher, maybe as he's not the explosive weapon, maybe as Tony Pollard is. But Kareem Hunt could be a very interesting pick. Now I don't know what Kareem would want on the open market. Again, he probably wants top dollar, and that would be a situation where Dallas would not be interested in. But again, there's a lot of teams A lot of teams in surprise having lined up for Kareem Hunt's services. And I'm sure there's some teams out there that would be interested in services for, of course, the right price. But I thought it was interesting when Kareem Hunt's name got mentioned. Now, if you, if you think about this away, I mean, let's say for the sake of argument that you, can't, that you can't re-sign, let's say you cut Zeke for the sake of argument. Let's say you can't come sometime agreement with Tony Pollard, and Pollard's gone, Zeke is gone. Well, who's going to be your, yeah, who's going to be a running back moving forward? That would be the that would be an interesting question to answer, because to me you don't have the running back on the roster for that. This is where a guy like Kareem Hunt steps in. Kareem, you can, to me I think you could probably convince Kareem to come in, maybe for. I'm not saying he's going to want money, yes, but maybe you can kind of convince Kareem to come in, get a two year deal out of him, to see what you yeah, see what you get, and to me. I think you can get I think Kareem could be a excellent fit for your team. Now, I think he'd be a nice weapon for Dak out of the backfield. He's got the capability of doing that. Like I said, he can get the tough yardage too as well. Again, for that, let's say, let's let's say for the second hard you end up losing both your running backs. You bring in Kareem Hunt. Well, to me, Kareem is better than, like I said, Zeke at this stage. He might not be as explosive as Pollard, but again, he can kind of give you give you some of that. He can give you some of that. From time to time, Kareem can give you some explosion. I think he'd be he'd be a blend of both worlds. Now again the receiving core, that's something that has to be yeah, that's something between you, other than C D Lamb, you got Gallup, but you still need a receiver to work on. And again, Jerry Jones, I read Jerry would love to try his best to bring back Dalton Schultz. And of course Schultz is gonna cost a lot of money. And I'm sure Dak would love to have Dalton Dalton back because he's he had his like his security blanket. But they did draft a couple tight ends that they didn't play bad last year at all, really. And, you know, Jerry might say, you know what? I got a couple tight ends that play pretty decent for me. I got to keep, yeah. Dalton's got to go somewhere else. But I can get this guy, yeah. But, yeah, and I get I mean, these two tight ends, these young tight ends, be on this team. But, again, going back to Kareem Hunt, you know, there was teams out that they would want Kareem Hunt. There was teams that beforehand. I mean, there was one team, one is the Rams. The Rams at one time were looking at were looking at Kareem Hunt at one point in time. Now, I don't think you again, I don't see anyone with the Rams. Akers played well enough to the point where I think he's going to be the number one running back, and I don't think Kareem wants to be in that situation. He wants to be a legitimate number one running back. Now, one team that kind of intrigues me, and I'm going to kind of laugh about it, I'm going to say, what about the Cincinnati Bengals? Here's, okay, you got to hear me out on this one. Because Mixon's going to count a lot on the salary cap next year. And Mixon, I've always said, has been an inconsistent running back. He has one good game. It takes him seven or eight games, more games later. Now, what if you got rid of Mixon? Let's say you go out and you bring in Kareem Hunt, but you try to convince Kareem to take less money. Because, hey, Kareem, we're on a team that's got a chance to, you know, win the division, maybe get into the playoffs, maybe get you back to the AFC Championship game. I'm just, it's, it's weird. It's out there, but it could be a possibility. And there's many teams. I mean, the Giants. What if you can't get Barkley back in? Did you go out and get Kareem Hunt to go with Daniel Jones? As we all figure Daniel Jones will come back to the Giants. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, you've got to remember, Miles Sanders is a free agent. Do you bring in Kareem Hunt because you figure he's going to be less than what Miles Sanders might ask? I'm just saying there's teams out there. The Minnesota Vikings, for example they're talking about trading Dalvin Cook and get rid of Madison. Do you go out and bring Hunt in to come in for maybe a couple, maybe a two-year deal and try to draft a young running back? Again, I'm just putting it out there. I mean, there are many, many, many more teams out there. But again, the wire kind of got me to thinking, Kareem Hunt in Dallas. Well, if Zeke doesn't come back, you can't get Pollard. You're going to need a running, running back in somewhere, some shape or some form. Now, I know Robinson up the street, University of Texas, is a good possibility. But I think Kareem Hunt could be a very interesting pick and a very interesting option for the Dallas Cowboys. That is all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon.